Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Gray Sweatpants. When you want to make everyone around you uncomfortable, it's Gray Sweatpants. Found in all major retailers and your depressing uncle's bottom drawer. Veterans with Benefits is brought to you by Vetscape, the newest product for men's grooming geared towards veterans to prevent unwanted hair for your guns and ammo. It comes with a new Mop 4 guard, so your balls will be squared away. With three different light filters, red, blue, and green, your favorite Juicy won't have a mouthful of pubes. So rank up your sack with Vetscape. And go to vetscape.org VWB for 16% off. Your little E1s will thank you. comes with a surprise, a gold chain and an anger issue. This cereal is so good you'll be wearing a velvet jumpsuit in no time. So go to guidolinos.com for subscriptions and boxing options. That's guidolinos.com. It's guidolinos. Hey, I'm eating here. So I was just recently home on vacation and uh you know, I'm seeing everybody, old friends and stuff and family. And uh, I found out one of the guys I went to high school with uh, killed a guy. And I'm thinking, like, God damn, like, who the fuck just kills a guy? Like, Jesus Christ. But uh, speaking of killing guys, um, my guest this week is the co-host to the really cool podcast, Wheel of Horror Podcast. Um, you guys should check it out. Um, the dude's really cool. Uh, I think you guys are going to like it. And... Um, if you're like me and you love horror movies, like his podcast is fucking a no-brainer. So enjoy, motherfuckers. Yo, what's up, Justin? What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, not much. Thanks for thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah, I'm just chilling today, so no worries. Good, good, good. So, um, you're the host. Are you the host? And are you a, you have a co-host as well? Yeah, there's three of us. Uh, there's me, Alec, and then Eric. They do the Monday horror episodes, and we do uh, Alec and I do Friday like new films. Fuck, dude! I when I first started this, uh, I had a co-host, and it was just too much for two people. I couldn't do it. What do you mean? Why? Well, part of it was we we didn't live in the same state, mm-hmm. so, so that was a giant pain in the dick. And just scheduling me, him, and a guest together, it just got too much. Yeah. My uh, Alec is in Los Angeles. Eric and I are both in Connecticut. So the, the time difference is a little tough. Yeah. So um, before we get into your podcast, which I really just want to get into your podcast, <laughs> um, give everybody a little bit of your background. Like the podcast background or my, my military background? Like your personal military background. Where you... <clears throat> And shit like that sure so i spent the first part of my i guess like childhood life in jersey right near giant stadium um and then when i was like 12 i moved to connecticut were you born in jersey i was born technically in, in manhattan okay okay um yeah so then i was in connecticut and then got out of high school 
tried college for like a year, was doing awful. And then I saw, dude, it's, it's funny. I was randomly on Facebook one day and I saw my buddy from high school was in the Marines. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. Like, you know, it pays, pays money and you get to like shoot stuff. So I went to the Marine recruiter and uh, they were just like, oh, you just got to do three pull-ups. And I did my pull-ups and I was like, I want to do infantry. Let's go. Like, get me out there. And they were like, oh, we're such a small branch. Like, it would take nine months to get you out. And uh, I just went literally next door and the Army guy was like, yeah, I'd get you out in like eight weeks. <laughs> so that's that's how that happened. It's funny because, like, when I went in, I went in 2005. And I remember, like, looking at the other branches and having relatives in the other branches. And I'm like, you know what? I think Air Force is for me. <laughs> it seems the Air Force seems about my pace. Is that what you did? Yeah, I was in the Air Force. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I could go back in time, I would do Air Force just uh, for so many reasons. The, the job transitioning like into the civilian world, the fact that everyone I knew in the Air Force had better um, like housing and shit and their, their bases were better overseas. Mm -hmm. And then it did just like it just seemed chill in comparison. <laughs> like, yeah. And we got lobster for our birthdays. <laughs> are you serious yeah that's it well it was lobster <laughs> it was either lobster or steak you had to pick one I didn't get any of that shit <laughs> but oh. to be honest okay people laugh when i tell them that but you only do it if you sign up it's not like they just know your birthday so when you go to the channel oh, especially okay. especially you know as like an e1 or e2 if you let them know when your birthday is they hook you up okay see i, I live off base with some buddies in a house uh and we just rented it yeah. So I didn't do barracks. I didn't do chow hall. Oh, you fucker. I had to do all that shit, dude. So yeah, no 3 a.m. sergeant knocking on my door. None of that. So, so uh, are you a Giants fan? Yeah. I mean, they suck, but yeah, they're not that bad. Dude, I'm an Eagles fan. So I, I mean, mean, they're doing they're doing OK now. <laughs> oh, yeah. When it gets down to the stretch, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're still undefeated, man. I can't fucking believe it. And the Phillies are about to go to the World Series. Are you in are you in Pennsylvania? No, not right now. Um I was born and raised in uh in South Jersey like right outside of Camden. Okay. Yeah, I listened to your episode Halloween ends uh, with yeah. with your buddy. Who is who is your buddy on there? Uh my buddy Justin and one of my buddy uh Brody. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to pinpoint your accent and I was like it's it's either Jersey or like Brooklyn or something. <laughs> Dude, I get, dude, every once in a while, I'll get like some asshole. Just one of my buddies would just be fucking with me from the service that'll say I sound like Peter Griffin. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I did not sound like Peter Griffin. All right. So you, you joined up in 05. When did you get out? I got out in uh, 2017. Oh my God. Uh, dude. <laughs> dude, was that 13 years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so, dude, you got to be, you got to be like what, late 30s? I'm 41. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, oh five, dude. I was I was a sophomore in high school, so okay. But yes, yeah, so, yeah, I'm a little bit we're, we're the same, almost to the same age. <laughs> Good for you though, man. 15, that's that's 12 more than I wanted to do. So I and you know what, like the, what people don't realize is at least nowadays, like maybe you know, back in the eighties and the early nineties, it was different, but they don't it seemed like they don't want you to do your twenty, or they make it hard as fuck to get twenty years in. And to me, it's just like the the cons outweighed the pros at that point, and I just had to get out for my family, for my well being. Like it's a tough fucking life. 
Yeah, every time I hear somebody say they they did ten or like fifteen, my immediate thought is like, oh, wait, wait you did thirteen, right? Yeah, well, I did 12. I did 12. 12. Yeah, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, like, why didn't you just do eight more? And then I remember being in and I was like, dude, there were some weeks where I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, because civilians don't realize like, oh, man, just sit at your desk and wait it out. You can't do that in the military, dude. Like, you're a fucking number. Yeah. And the longer you're in, the more you realize that. And it's tough, dude. Like, I got buddies that are about to, uh, you know, retire. Um, so I got a buddy that's in the Coast Guard who went into the Coast Guard the summer we graduated. So he's been in since 2000 and, you know, he's about to retire. And I'm like, I'm so proud of him, but I'm like, I couldn't fucking do it, dude. Maybe if I joined the Coast Guard, I would have, but being, being, you know, active duty is way different and, you know, being deployed is way different and it, it fucking, it puts a toll on you. Yeah. I, I called the Coast Guard recruiter too, because I think somebody in my family was like, you can like stay in Connecticut and like, it's chill. Like you're not deploying Iraq and shit. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a call. And they were like, Oh, the waiting list is two years. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do for two years? <laughs> yeah. So what was your job in the service? I was MLRS, which is now known as HIMARS multiple launch rocket systems. Um, for whoever's listening, if you just Google it, it's this big like rectangular tracked vehicle, like a tank and it rotates 360 and shoots rockets super far. It sounds badass, um, but they're literally only used during the very beginning of a war, which is why we just sent them to Ukraine, or for like defensive positions in South Korea. So we were essentially just infantry. Okay, okay. Yeah, what about so, you? So did you just do, well, I was a parachute rigger. Oh, okay. So I had to, uh, it was funny. I felt like um, Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man. <laughs> Because when I got out of uh, my tech school, like you in Air Force, you know, you go to boot camp, then you go directly to your tech school, then you get 10 days worth of leave to go home. Mm -hmm. So you don't go home right after boot camp. Okay. Like some services do. Um, so I remember like going home and everybody was like glad to see me. And they're like, you know, what did you learn or what's your job going to be? I'm like, well, I'm going to be packing parachutes. And three months of that training was dedicated to sewing. I'm like, so I can sew for some reason, like really good. <laughs> like, are you supposed to sew the, the holes in parachutes or something? Yes, that's part of it. Yeah. Okay. So like, you know, <laughs> I can like, I can like take apart a sewing machine like in a Marine could take apart a rifle. <laughs> so you can, you can knit a mean sweater? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, it's so weird because like my wife or my wife's friends will be come to me. They're like, oh, I have this uh, thing that needs to be darned. I'm like, God damn <laughs> Do you put the little like Monopoly thumb piece on? Like, Bro, okay. So look, look, check this out. So I'm going home in November to visit my brother and go to a wedding back in Philly. And I'm FaceTiming with him. And his wife comes in the screen and she's like, hey, she's like, Roll, I got this uh, blanket that's got a hole in it. You think you could fix it? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not going to be home for three more weeks. I was like, you're going to wait three weeks for me to get there to fix this fucking blanket. Uh, so wait, you're, you're not, I, I think I missed it. Where are you now living? I'm up in North Dakota now. North Dakota? How'd you end up there? Fucking curse of the Air Force, dude. Sometimes, well, like, I got out during here, like, when I was stationed here. And it was kind of like a, I didn't really plan on getting out, but my enlistment was coming up. my Or, you know, my uh, re-enlistment. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much wasn't given the green light to re-enlist. So I pretty much had to get out, like, within a four-month period. 
And that is not long to, to, you know, refigure out your fucking life. Right. With three kids in tow. Yeah. Three kids. That's a lot of kids. So, you know, I just, we got out, we got a house, I got a job, you know, and we're fine. Like I just, it was just one of those short term things. Where I was like, fuck, we got to move now. Like things mm-hmm. got to go into motion now. So for the time being, I'm stuck here, at least hopefully till my kids get older and I can brainwash them all, go to back East coast. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different experience. So I don't know how it was back then, but when you hit 10 years, that's your final enlistment, at least for us. So there's really? no, yeah. So like if you reenlist that last time, there's no more reenlisting. There's no more like bonuses or shit. You're literally just in until you say I'm done at that point. Huh. I yeah. think I would like that better. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny. Like you mentioned your, your buddy's retiring soon. I have dudes who I went to basic with some of which I still talk to and their, their ranks they're currently ranks now that I remember being like a private and an E4 looking at and being like, Oh, it'd be so cool to be an E7 and E8 and like have 500 dudes underneath you. And now they're those people. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know if I could even do that. And I'm just like, there's no way I could, I could still be in like, dude. So, um, I want to jump to your podcast for a second. So like, you know, you guys are like, you know, reviewing movies and doing that kind of shit and is anyone else any other your co-hosts were they prior military no okay so when you're watching shit that has the military and i know you've seen it before like <laughs> the stupid shit movies do that you know it's not correct yeah. do you point that do you like mentally point that shit out oh it bugs the shit out of me um i can't even i don't even mean to do it it just it happens like in my brain, I'm thinking like that's not true. That's not that's not what would happen. And obviously, other people don't realize it. But when we're when we're like reviewing podcasts, it depends on on the scene. Like, I'm not gonna point something out like oh, like his rank was like upside down, or you know, it was a Velcro patch. You're supposed to have rank on it. But if they do something like really stupid, where like the dude's like clearing a room and he's pointing the gun at the back of his buddy's head, I'm like that's stupid. Like, yeah, <laughs> One, dude. The thing that gets me is in and they do it in every movie. Like they're indoors and everyone's wearing a fucking hat. I'm like, take your fucking hat off. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Yeah, yeah man. So it, it sounded like, did you go anywhere? I know. It... What's that? Oh, um, I was pretty much all over Asia in my career. Asia. All right. Um, you know, uh, Guam, Japan, uh, Korea, loved Korea uh hawaii stuff like that i i didn't really i never got to go over europe never had a chance yeah that's cool i didn't even know they had air force out in hawaii or guam oh yeah yeah hickam hickam's uh in hawaii and anderson is in guam guam's amazing dude yeah i've heard good things uh one of the dudes in my platoon was actually like from guam so yeah the only thing that they don't tell you about guam is there's a certain part of year that there's these fucking birds that that, uh they perch up in these trees right and they swoop down and attack you (laughs) yeah and it's only it's only one part of the year they do this and it's it's nuts dude because you'll be walking like towards the 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 bx and you'll see like far in existence people running because there's these fucking birds (laughs) that are just dive bombing onto you is it like their mating season or something dude to this day i still don't know but i've seen it with my own eyes i'm like yo what the fuck it's like jurassic park and you're getting attacked by these birds 
That's weird. Yeah. So, um, how long have you guys been doing this podcast? So my two buddies started it, Alec and Eric, and they did it for a year. So it started like two and a half years ago. They did it for a year and I was a guest a few times and like, I love movies. And, uh, I was like, Hey, we should switch it up a bit. And I had some ideas to grow the social media, which is why I, I do all the social media stuff now. And then I've been doing it for like a year and change, um, every week since then. Yeah. That's cool. I've been doing mine for about a little over a year now. And like, I, I don't know, like weirdly, like I'm not saying like I'm a giant podcast, but for me personally, having like almost 10,000 people listen a week, it's pretty good for me. Like and I'm doing it by myself. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, like, I know it's not a lot of people compared to most podcasts, but I'm like fucking little old me just doing it by myself. Like, I'm no, like, I'm Joe Rogan and fucking Jamie wrapped into one. Like, I I don't have anyone else help, anyone else helping me. Yeah, sometimes um, it depends, though, dude. Like, sometimes you, you have the freedom to do whatever you want, though. So, like, if you want to do an episode a day, you can. You can bring on whatever guests you want. You can make your episode twenty minutes. You could do an hour and a half. So, you know, you, there's pros to that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, per, so you got, so your podcast is called The Wheel of Horror Podcast. Yep. Well, so I'm going to assume the three of you have some pretty good uh, knowledge and perspective on that genre of movies. Yeah. Full disclosure, in the horror genre, I probably have the least amount of knowledge um, just because they like to watch movies from like 1945, black and white. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I can't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> you give me late seventies till now. I'm good. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Have you ever heard a movie called student bodies? I have not. Oh, buddy. buddy. <laughs> I'm look it up right now. Buddy. <laughs> student bodies. Yes. The, the cover of the tape is going to be a shoe with a knife going through it. Is it with, Warren Stevens or no? I don't know any of their names, dude. I, I, I remember watching it as a little kid, but it's a comedy. Okay. But the deaths are, are, are fun. Like they're they're real. But it's also like it's also it's cheeky, like how uh Cabin in the Woods is. Okay, I see it right here. Yeah, 1981. Yep, yep. Okay. A serial killer with his signature heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the best, dude. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm telling you, give it a watch. You're going to love it. Yeah, I just saved it. Yeah. Like, just, just the fact, like, they do so many things, and it's such a, like, it's in, it was, you know, probably filmed in 1980. And they do so many smart, funny things in this movie that, you know, you'll see today in movies. And when I, you know, especially when I see, like, um, horror podcasts, I'm like, that's something everyone's got to know, at least for me personally, because I love it so much. And it's such a it's a smart comedy, but it's, you know, shrouded in horror. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a watch. Uh, maybe I can even get it on the wheel. I'm telling you, it, it, your other two buddies, they've had to have seen it or know about it. Maybe. I mean, they they watch a lot of shitty horror films um, that I just like won't I won't waste my time on. But uh... like the one I just watched last week. What which one? fucking halloween ends oh yeah i i didn't see that um that's all them like i told them i can't do any of those like halloween michael My there's just too many of them and it's just the same like dude chasing them with the butcher knife <laughs> i can't watch it 
See, that's where that's where you're wrong. This one isn't. <laughs> this is the exact opposite. <laughs> I know. I've read so many bad things. Like the the number one biggest complaint is you don't even see him the first half of the movie. No, it's it's bad, dude. And then like, when you, uh, dude, I started dying when you said uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, a seventy five year old senior citizen, was strong arming. <laughs> <laughs> bro she takes him down with a full fucking wrestling shoot it's so funny my my favorite one that i've seen from that series and i forgot which one it is it's the one with buster rhymes where he's like karate fighting him in the house uh, i think that was h2o yes I'm pretty sure. yeah okay yeah i love it people hate it i don't know i love it no yo compared to this one we got dude h2o is a fucking masterpiece <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so um name me some of like your favorite horror movies. Uh I'm a huge zombie person, so 28 Days Later. Oh, um, I love it. Dawn of the Dead remake. And you know what? Hey, that you know, 28 weeks later got a lot of bullshit. But now if you if you go back and watch 28 weeks later, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've I've rewatched it since and I like it, and I like the main dude, uh Jeremy Renner. Um but 28 Days Later just hit the nail on the head for me. Oh, 100%. Yeah, when I saw it, it, it was like a game changer, dude. And then I am a huge fan of any movie. doesn't matter how shitty it is. If there's like an elite tactical team and they get destroyed, I'm watching it. So like Doom, I love Aliens 2, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Aliens 2 is the best. Yeah. Game over, man. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I like a lot of C-rated movies too that my co-hosts will hate. Make they make fun of me for it, but I watch it, man. Yeah. Um like uh that last um I think it was on Netflix. Who did it? Uh Zack Snyder, that that zombie movie he did. What was it called? Army of the Dead? I think so. Yeah. That was pre- that was pretty good cuz I love heist movies and you throw up zombies in it. I was like that was just fun to watch. Yeah, honestly, any any zombie movie I'm gonna watch. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, if I were to, I don't know. I I really love that Zack Snyder, uh, Dawn of the Dead. He did. Oh just yeah, be- and Batista's in it. The one with Batista. Yup. Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, just because I love the fast pace of it, and you're like, honestly, if you don't, if you you know, a race walk Walking Dead, but there's walking zombies, and you just have the running ones. Fuck, dude. No one's surviving. No. Yeah, we've we've talked about it. Um, I know you can't see me because we're doing audio. I've been uh, massively weightlifting the past decade. And so you can imagine I'm not like the most mobile and fast person. And ev- all my buddies know if zombies ever have, I'd, I would just die. I'd be dead. <laughs> so, I wouldn't I would not be able to outrun them. Yeah, I mean. For me, like we used to have, like when I was in, especially when The Walking Dead first came out, the guys in my shop, we we bought this giant whiteboard and dedicated it solely for everyone's job in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's sick. And like it was funny. We had like runners, we had, you know, the cooks, the guys that could make vehicles. And they made this separate category for me because everyone kind of like they all got to um, know me as like the shifty guy from New Jersey who could like get shit. So I was always like the scavenger guy. <laughs> Shift the shifty New Jersey person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just honestly, I'd have to, uh, you'd have to just like give me a rifle and put me on the fence. Cause like, I'm not running. I can carry stuff, but that's it. 
I would I would be the guy who's uh and I I'm picturing if you've seen The Walking Dead, right? 100%, yeah. Okay, you know that big, I think he's like Samoan or Hawaiian dude with the curly hair? Oh, I love that dude. You know how he gets like stuck in the wall and he's like leave me, leave me. I would get stuck in like a fence and be fucked. So, I could I'd have to stay in the base. Yeah, my rule is if you're in my group and you say leave me, I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah, you have to, dude. You can't yeah. you can't waste time and just stand there. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't say leave me because I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Don't just do that shit out of false pretense. I'm gone. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh so um let's see. Uh what was the last um movie the three of you guys uh reviewed? All three together? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. It's rare that all three of us get on together. Um, we've done some classics were Deep Blue Sea. Uh, we did Van Helsing, the one with um, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Right? Yeah. X-Men, dude. Uh, just because that was like a childhood favorite of mine in high school. I was like, oh, it's fucking sick. Mostly because Kate Beckinsale's in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're definitely we're definitely a little bit of a generation of Parkers. I can't I can't stand those Lycan movies, dude. Uh, Underworld. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Yo. Okay. So Underworld one, one of my favorite movies. I love it. Vampires. The werewolves were badass. Um, Kate Beckinsale in tight leather. I get that. I when, get when I was like thirteen, I was like, this is this is it. <laughs> To me, it's like the Matrix and werewolves had sex, and they made. <laughs> but I will agree with you. The second one was very meh. I only liked it because I'm a fan. But I think there's five now, and the the other three were garbage. Oh, I'm a- sure there's like seven of them. Absolute trash. But the first one has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. You were a preteen. You know, you saw, you know, Kate Beckinsale with fangs, wearing leather. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale with blue contacts. I was like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. But like to me, like I'm I'm a werewolf purist, man. And I can't, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are these things? The, to me, it felt like they felt like the same kind of werewolves as the Twilight werewolves. And those were even worse. They yeah, weren't even werewolves. They were just fucking dogs. Yeah, I didn't like those ones because they were just like wolves and I didn't I wasn't into it. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, I'd like the movie, but <laughs> have you guys covered uh Werewolf in London? I think they have. Yeah, because Werewolf in London, if you don't remember it, it has one of the best tra- transformation scenes of all time. I would say it's it's probably the first, probably top transformation scene. Well, they just uh, they just released an episode today, uh, The Wolfman, 2010, with Benicio del Toro, and I love that one too. That one is really good too. Um, yeah, I like Benicio. Werewolf in London. Let me see here. I think they have. They've released a ton of werewolf movies in the past. Yeah, they they must have. If, if they're into the if they're into that kind of stuff, then they've they've gone over it. But if you know anyone is listening that hasn't seen that one scene, it's all practical effects. You know, it's amazing. And like when you watch it, like you feel like you're in pain watching this dude transform into a werewolf. Oh yeah, it looked brutal. Yeah, it's like hundred percent brutal. Um, I would say. Uh, so how do you feel about uh, Stephen King, the Stephen King movies? That's tough. Um, I feel like, well, I saw the last one I saw was Firestarter. That, okay, the new one of the remake. 
the new one. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, ev- everyone I've talked to does not like it. I thought it was not a good Stephen King adaptation. Like, I don't know how Stephen King wants his name attached to this, but as like a as like a standalone like mutant film, I thought it was okay. If you you know, if it wasn't Stephen King, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't very good. Have you guys gone over um, Creep Show and Creep Show Two? I think they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, like I, me and my son have been going through all his movies. Um, what's uh, Sleepwalkers? A really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, the essential the essential horror movie for me that I would say probably number one that's still kind of like hold some p- special place in my heart because it, it frightened the fuck out of me was it the mm-hmm. 1990 version of it with uh with tim curry yeah dude I, I watched that one by mistake because i was supposed to watch the the new it too so i was getting ready to watch it one and i accidentally watched the tim curry one which i didn't even know was a tv like series at the time and uh they're both great and scary for different reasons. Like Tim Curry was just really creepy. He did a good yeah. job. Well, see, okay. I'm I'm going to, the thing about that remake and the original for me, the original, because, you know, I was the age those kids were and I watched it, you know, the two weeks it was on TV when it first aired. So like for me, you know, people born in the early eighties that watched that when I came out in 90, it was like, it traumatized like. <laughs> Most of my generation, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, the, if that one to me is better than the the remake because in the book, he does have, like, banter with the children in the book that he doesn't really do in, this, in the, that new movie where he's, like, you get that sense that he's, like, really fucking with these kids, like, buttering them up to eat. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, at any point, in the, like, in the book, he could kill them at any point. But he doesn't. He chooses not to because he wants to fuck with them first, and they do that in the Tim Curry version. Yeah. So when you were a kid and you saw this, and you were walking by those like storm drains in the road, did you like kind of walk further away from them? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm 41 years old, dude. I have children. <laughs> I'm a grown fucking man. I got gray hair in my beard. When I take a piss, I turn the light out and I fucking exit out of that bathroom as fast. <laughs> Yeah, but I uh, I like your point there though because in the Tim Curry it like you said he was like psychologically messing with them and and he had to obviously make them like afraid first but he really like he enjoyed messing with them where in the new one Skarsgård did a great job like he was scary but he just wanted to just eat them and, and kill them and shit yeah and there should have been more of a back and forth because he gets to know every one of those kids individually in that movie and in the book. Yeah. So he you know, like he knows what makes them tick. And in that new one, it just seemed like they moved too fast. And it was just like I was like, ah, it's missing something. Because it is like the the character, the way they make him look is great. I yeah. love that. Yeah, the teeth, the teeth and the fangs and the blood shooting out was great. Both scary for different reasons. Um uh you should listen to our, our it episode. I think you'd like it. Um but yeah, Skarsgård, he's good, dude. And he's he was good for like that clown role because he's kind of like tall and lanky and shit. So Yeah. Yeah, it just movies today seem more like they're 
uh, produced by committee than like one single guy. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of frequent talks about movies lately, and and I think what like COVID and the pandemic and the like the birth of this whole like streaming industry have done to where there's so much qual uh, quantity like you 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 could stay home you could be unemployed for six months and your only job could be 10 hours a day watching movies and tv and you'd never get through everything that's on all like 15 streaming platforms but like it's so difficult to find quality now yeah yeah at 100 percent. i can't remember the last thing that right last new thing i really watched that like i really enjoyed other than like rick and morty like oh yeah there's nothing. I mean, I, I was really hoping that new Halloween was going to be something good. <laughs> I uh, I literally just got out of Black Adam like two hours ago. Oh, uh, see, okay. So I um I really like the Angry Joe show. Okay. And, yep. And I really love uh, Red Letter Media. I'm not. And they, I'm not familiar with Red Letter. Okay, dude. Do you like the prequels? Which prequels? The Star Wars prequels. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is perfect for you then. I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, so yeah. Okay, I, how have you not watched this? <laughs> so next time, next time you get a, you know a free hour, actually it's going to be about almost three hours, but they do it in episodes. So they break down all three of those prequels in a way that you would never have imagined, and you're going to look at those prequels differently. And then you're going to text me and go, "Fuck you for giving me those videos because I I didn't want that vision in my mind." Are they on YouTube? They're on YouTube, yeah, okay. yeah. Red letter, red letter media. Uh, they do, they do a ton of stuff. Okay. They're and they're really good. They're they're funny, but they're also like very intelligent in the way they break it down. Yeah, we uh we surprisingly have not done Star Wars yet, even though like all three of us are massive fans. And for the release of the sequels, we all met up and like went to go see it on opening night and all that shit. And we were in high school and went to the midnight showing of Revenge of the Sith. And it was so cool because then the next day we came into school and we were like 16. We're like, holy shit, like fucking Mace Windu died. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I, so I got a funny story. When I was in boot camp, it was um, I was in boot camp. I went in in May and I, I want to say Revenge of the Sith came out that June. And it was right that weekend it came out. It was the weekend I graduated boot camp. So my little brother and my best friend uh, drove up from Philly to see me graduate. And. The night before, we were having amnesty hour with our uh, TI, and he's telling us like all oh, what's been going on in the world and shit. And he's like, "Yeah, the new Star Wars movie just came out. It was a big piece of shit." He was like, "Obviously fucking with us." He's like, "You're not." He's like, "You're not gonna want to go see it." So after the parade at boot camp, you know, you get like uh, you get a day pass, so you go to see your family for a few hours and shit. It's the only thing I wanted to do. I was like, "Yo, let's go find a theater. I want to see Revenge of the Sith right fucking now." So we, dude, we had to wait two hours. So we bought it. We bought our tickets and walked in the theater and just watched Batman Begins for two hours. Then we went over to watch Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean, Batman, Batman Begins was a good movie too. But uh, yeah, dude, Revenge of the Sith. People, people shit on the prequels less now than they did back then because I don't know either time or the sequels. But dude, Revenge of the Sith has a special place in my heart, dude. No, no, you know what? And like you said, that it. You're right about that. I have I have lifted up my skept my skepticism for those movies as I've gotten older because there's parts of it I do like 
there's characters I do like. The only thing I'm going to say about Star Wars is, and this is going to come off really nerdy. Now, I was born in 81, dude, so I grew up on the original trilogy. Yeah. And for, you know, for 20 years, almost 20 years of my life, that's all we had to go off of was the original three until they came out with the sequels. But to me, the way they've, they've evolved these movies in the series isn't a way that I like. When you watch the original three, four, five, and six, it's, it, it brings your imagination to like the world of like kingdoms and realms. They don't go into the politics. They do for like a, a tiny bit of dialogue, but for the most part, it feels like you're watching Krull or like Lord of the Rings or something like that. Like it's like a small contained society with a small threat of evil. With these new ones, especially the prequels, it feels like more of like modern times with the Congress and the Senates and the trades, the trade routes. Like to me, I didn't want to see that shit in Star Wars. Yeah. Like they, they built it too much to feel more like America in like <laughs> modern times than it was just like a single story from a galaxy far, far away that doesn't have fucking trade routes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The newer movies, whether it's technology or they're trying to make those series based off of what they think that generation would, would make the most money. It definitely feels like the universe is smaller because I'll agree, like the original trilogy, it felt like some of these systems were like so far out there that like no one's even heard of them. And and then you watch the prequels and they're like light speeding all over the fucking place. And um, but dude, the, the thing about the the OG trilogy is I've seen like six different versions of it. Like you you probably saw it in theaters, right? No, I was too young for that. I was um the last movie that came the Return of the Jedi came out in eighty three, so I was fucking two. Oh, but right, in- right. Grew up in the VHSs. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you still probably saw the how it was in theaters version, whereas like I saw the VHS version, but then when it came to DVD, they kind of beefed up graphics and like Jabba wasn't a puppet anymore, and and the space battles I heard changed a little bit. And then when it came to Blu-ray, it was like completely different. Um, dude, I I read something that said like uh, when it came to theaters, the the space battles like they were just like toys, like little puppets. The spaceships. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when if you watch it on Blu-ray now, it, it literally, it's all computerized. So, Yeah, dude, it's a really good documentary on the guy who created the AT-ATS. And all that is just like, you know, miniatures in front of paintings. Yep. And to me, like, that is so much better. That's why I liked, I really liked um, The Force Awakens. Because that, to me, felt like Star Wars. Did it? You don't like, you didn't like The Force Awakens? Uh, dude, honestly, the the sequels to me, I don't know. It's... Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, buddy. <laughs> the sequels are fucking garbage. Force Awakens had it right. If they would have kept with that, I would have been, been on board. That fucking second one is the one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. When Leia fucking Mary Poppins back to the ship. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so I, I always confuse them. The Force, the Force Awakens was the first one. Is that when Kylo killed Han, right? Yep, yeah. Dude, that was rough. I was, I remember sitting in the theaters, right? Grown man eating my popcorn, and I'm watching this scene, and the whole the whole theater was quiet, dude. And I'm thinking one of two things is gonna happen here. He's either gonna like hug him, and they're gonna try and like 
you know, bring him back to the light or he's going to like throw him off this thing. And when his, when he's like, I need you to help me do something I can't do on my own. And I was like, don't do it. You son of a bitch. And then when the saber went through him, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> bro, bro. I was in, I was in Korea when I saw that one. And you know how like uh, Asian people are like in anime. When that- <laughs> Yo, the whole theater, when that fucking lightsaber went through his chest, the whole theater went, oh. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, was it like a bad? Uh, or yeah, like, dude, uh... like, it was like, I mean, I don't know how to translate their ahs, but it was like, a, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. That's great. He's gone Super Saiyan. I don't know what the fuck, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's that's awesome. How did wait? How were they? Did it have Korean subtitles for them? You know what's fucked up about over there is like the movie plays in English and there's subtitles for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. I mean, I'm sure later down the road they they had to have released Star Wars with dub for them, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And do you know they eat fucking squid over there, like in the theater? Like that's one of the menu items. So instead of uh, chicken tenders or hot dogs, they're just getting squid. Yeah, it's squid and popcorn. No, <laughs> so bad. But you uh, can buy a beer there, which is nice. You can do that in certain theaters here. They have you know like beer and food and um, yeah stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, right now, dude, like there's so much Star Wars. I'm just so sick of it. Like I love the Mandalorian, but everything else outside the Mandalorian, I don't really have time for. Have you seen it? All the other stuff. Yes, I, I mean, I've been watching uh, Andor. Mm-hmm. It just seems so fucking slow, dude. Like, I don't if it's. I think it's that guy. He just like Cassian. Yeah, I don't know. Like his his acting is just doesn't doesn't like pull me in. Did you watch Boba and Obi Wan? Uh, fuck. <laughs> what was that for? We don't for- have have time for all this okay? <laughs> was that for obi was that was that side for meant for him it was definitely for obi-wan i did i did love boba fett but i was sick of the same people they had like nine episodes worth of same people <laughs> god damn it move it's move the of, story a lot of tuscan raider episodes yeah but obi-wan was a disaster dude straight disaster <sighs> how do you fuck that up how how yeah that i mean dude that is a tough one i've actually been meaning to rewatch it just because Oh. I love Ian or Ewan McGregor and uh, and Anakin. I forgot what his name is now. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. And dude, I was waiting. I remember when rumors dropped that Hayden was coming back for Vader, and I, I was sitting in my chair. I was just like, "Oh my god, yes, dude!" Like I was so happy. I was like, "It's literally impossible for me not to love this," and. It was just weird, dude. I don't know. Disney put like a spin on it. The the fact that it was only six episodes, I think, and the first two episodes, it was just Obi-Wan like chasing Kid Leia around. I was like, this is not important. Like, get this shit out of here. I need to see Vic. Hmm? There's just too many little kids in these shows. I don't want to see little kids. Yeah, it's it's either Grogu or uh, little Kid Leia. It's just, I don't know. Or the or the kids on the speed bike and Boba. It's it's oh di- my god, those fucking kids. <laughs> Disney's really putting putting their touches on it. And to me, it's like that show. Now this is just me fucking Monday quarterbacking for that Obi Wan show. It should have been two shows, back to back in the same show. 
The side plot should have been Vader doing Vader shit, hunting down Jedi. The other side, the mo- the main the plot should have been just Obi Wan, you know, protecting Luke, like Luke getting into these situations, and Obi Wan slowly gets to know him and teaches him, you know, shit or whatever. You don't need all the bells and whistles of all this other shit. It should have been a quiet story of like discovery and escape, but it turned into like Legas running from monsters in the woods and the monsters can't catch a three-year-old kid with stupid. Dude, do you remember the part where they, they were, they, um, they had to disable that barrier, which they clearly could have walked around. Yeah. Like that kind of shit was just lazy, dude. Like, I'm just like, what is this? Who's reading these scripts and saying, yup, let's go with that. Yeah, there there were a lot of directions they could have gone with, and I would have loved to have seen Vader hunt down other Jedi with the Inquisitors and just wreck them. And I, I've put this disclosure or, or on, I've said it before, no matter what Disney makes Star Wars related, I'm going to watch it. Of course. And I'm going to like it to some degree just because I just love Star Wars, but they they could do so much better. Like Boba was very like C minus. It was okay. It wasn't the Boba we knew, even though we've only seen him like fifteen minutes before in it was movies. Just so slow, dude. And like the only the only thing I could really remember about it is um that black Wookiee, dude. I'm like, give me more of the black Wookiee. Oh yeah, Krasantian or whatever. Yeah, I can't pronounce his fucking name. I just call him Black Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, o- Obi Wan was was tough. I really hope they do another season where. They 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 focus on Reva or Reva and the Inquisitors and you're right there was no Obi Luke bonding in this or of him just watching him none whatsoever the whole show was about Leia yeah it it didn't make any sense because he left him completely unguarded when he left the planet it was tough I don't I don't know what direction they went in I don't know if if Hayden and Ian liked it or. I feel like people my age are not getting a say in these meetings. Well, do that. That brings me back to what I said earlier, which was what will make the most money for the company. And unfortunately, the the biggest audience right now is people below my, like the Gen Zers, the kids that are going to Disney and want to see these characters and Grogu and stuff. They don't really care what the OG Star Wars fans want. So, no, they don't. They don't give a shit about us, which is tough because. You know, I'm excited for Ahsoka and that that new one, like Jedi Tales or something that's coming out soon. Yeah, that one does look pretty sweet. But yeah, it's it's all money related and people, little kids and families want to see cute little baby Yodas and little kid Leia doing funny shit. Like like when she's running through the the fucking city and Obi can't catch her. I'm like, just force grab her, pull her towards you, dude. Like, you don't have time for this shit. <laughs> no, just force push her into the wall. That's not <laughs> Knock her out. Yeah. Slam her fucking body into a concrete wall. Stop running now. <laughs> there are aliens after us, bitch. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's... It was not... I mean, don't get me wrong. The fight scenes were were sick. Where Obi and, and Vader were fighting and Vader, like, pummeled them with a mountain. Like, that was sick. Um Seeing the Grand Inquisitor was cool if you've watched Rebels, all that stuff. But uh, they're definitely, I don't know, just trying to make the most amount of money really drawing out episodes. In my opinion, if you only have six episodes 
which come like four hours, 45 minutes total of viewing time. Like I better, I need to be entertained every minute of the series. Yeah, true. I can't have fluffer episodes where it's like, you know, Boba got high and he like ate this magical scorpion to see a vision. Like I got like, I need to see something now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, where do you guys see uh, this podcast going? Um, you guys what? have any conversation or anything? Any what? You guys have like a vision for the future, or is it just something you guys do for fun? Uh, well, it's definitely for fun. Um, I had a I had a vision to to grow it massively, which I did. Um, not to brag, but we went from like seven Twitter followers when I joined to a year later got like I'm at like sixty six hundred right now, and we actually just got sponsored by iHeartRadio two weeks ago, which in Connecticut is like the local radio. So, hey, dude, that's cool shit. Yeah, so you know, if, if people listen to our episodes now, there's super corny ads, but it helps us out. And um, you know, hopefully, in another 12 months from now, it'll be a lot bigger and see where it goes. I don't think anyone that anyone that like has the power to uh, sponsor people, if they listen to my ads, they're not sponsoring me at all. <laughs> oh yeah, I. I... <laughs> It's funny you mention that because when I listened to the Halloween ends one and like the first three ads, that was clearly you reading it. I was like, I was like, these are not real ads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. early on, I had some people like message me to like, they're like, yo, this website doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, because it's not real, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no way. Um, I'd like to go to some comic cons and stuff. Um, I don't know. And just, I try to do as many collabs as possible with other pods. Cause it's cool meeting people. And um, I, you know, obviously the dream would be if your full-time job could be discussing movies. Oh, I, dude. I don't know how realistic that is, but I would be perfectly happy if like it paid for my car every month, you know, bro, if I never had to leave my house, Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I work remotely, so I don't leave my house much anyway, but yeah, buff. Yeah, that, that would be, dude, and I get it from my uh, my siblings all the time and like my best friends. They're like, you're never going to be famous. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be canceled in five minutes. There's no way. No one's making you famous. I'm like, I know, I know. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I never thought, or I didn't think in 12 months from just doing this, I would be getting paid to do it now, even though it's not like, you know, I can't like quit my job, but in another 12 months, if, if it can pay for my grocery bills a month, I would be more than happy with that. Like, hell yeah, dude, anything, man. I see some of these podcasts that I follow some of these bigger dudes and they're going to like all these movie events and like interviewing people. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like, that's awesome. It's, you know, what's weird. I feel like it, you're not going to know how it happens until it happens. You know what I mean? Like that secret of like them letting you in doesn't, you know, you don't really realize what really happens to you. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that I talk to like in the DMS and stuff who have like early Netflix and Hulu privileges to where they can watch stuff before it comes out. And I'm just like, Oh, that's so cool. I'm so jealous. And uh, it's funny. You mentioned like, you're not going to know till it happens because I never thought, you know, us just talking about movies, just joking about about shit we find funny. I have like publishers and people who have directed movies and, and actors like reach out to me in the DMs being like, oh, we should 
can I come on your episode or like my client this and that? And I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take everybody. <laughs> no, that's cool as shit, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, especially um, like at this point in my podcast, like interviewing someone like you, like if I see you blow up, I'm gonna be like, fucking hell yeah, dude. Like just be fucking proud to have you on my show. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to be like, I need some residuals for help advertising you. Yeah. Um, what what gonna, about... Like in like two years, hey, motherfucker, do you remember when... <laughs> <laughs> what about you, though? I mean, what... Uh, are you trying to find like a, a permanent side host or what? Well, no, I kind of like doing it by myself. But, you know, I, um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this. At some point, like to me, I had to go over this hump like halfway through because it really f- started to feel more like a chore. And then yeah. I'll, I'll stop for a few weeks and then I'll get the itch again. And that's kind of where I'm in the middle right now. Like, I mean, like I'm in season nine of this. So, you know, I think you'll be like episode 95. So for me, like we did 10 with my co-host. And then after 10, he stopped being on the show. So I've been doing this for fucking 80 episodes without somebody. Well, I haven't listened to an episode yet where it's just you. What do you do when it's you know it's just you what do you talk about um well mostly i'll have i'll have someone on that's a vet and then we'll just bullshit you know like like we did like just now like we only went fucking two minutes about your military career and then i just try to get to know somebody and then we just bullshit about regular life Mm -hmm. so i mean i've had uh i've had a couple like really cool people and like a couple guys that have gotten the silver star you know the purple heart like shit people like real Real heroes that have been in the shit. Yeah, people who didn't just, you know, like, waste tax dollars like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had fucking guys that, like, worked the chow hall, you know, and just, like, get funny stories from them, too. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to do that, work in the kitchen for, like, some extra duty stuff every now and then, and that shit sucked, so good for them for doing it all day. Um, what was I just going to say? Oh, but yeah, dude. Speaking about it being a chore, like, don't get me wrong. I love it, and I love watching movies, and I love making references and joking with my buddies about it. But there are definitely times where all three of us are like, yo, like, I, we don't want to edit right now. Or I'll sign into work on a Monday morning, and I'm busy answering emails. And, like, I'm like, I have to make time to post on social media, and I just, like, don't have time right now. It's There's definitely times where you don't want to do it. But if you just consistently push out, like, even one bi-weekly or one weekly episode of like 30 minutes you just you know once you get through it you'll feel better about it yeah yeah i agree yeah i mean and who knows dude like like i do i do blocks of 10 so like right now i'm on season nine so who knows when i get to you know when i get to episode 100 what i'm gonna be feeling yeah but um dude so dude uh before we wrap this up um I throw everybody into my personal bonus round. So I want you to ask these questions as best as you can, okay? All right. All right. Who's got the best French fries? Like like ever? Like, in your opinion, who's got the best French fries? Um, I'm going to uh, go five guys. Oh, dude, come on. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> this is the part of the show where I ask people their personal questions. <laughs> Shit on them afterwards. What? Who would you say? <laughs> For me, it's checkers or rallies. Where, che- where- okay, first of all, we don't have any of those redneck. <laughs> no, fuck that. It's not a rally, dude. No, not at all. 
Mid Midwest bumfuck restaurants. <laughs> Motherfucker is from the East Coast, dude. Dude, okay. che- all the checkers went out of business like 20 years ago. Yo, yo, dude, you go to any supermarket, you prick. And you go <laughs> you go into the frozen section. They're gonna be a bag of them, all right? Go buy. <laughs> no, dude. They have boxes of White Castle, maybe. Oh, I love White Castle so much. Um, but also very close second place at Chick-fil-A. I always say that if five guys had got a better recipe for french fries, they'd be the best place to get burgers. But it's the fries that do it to me. Like, they're just not good. It, I love se- that. it seems like they made fries, then dropped them on the ground, then put them back in the bag. And here you go. There's a whole bag of them for it. I love it, dude. It's delicious. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Um... Futurama, probably when I was a kid. All right, respect, respect. When okay. I got a little older, definitely South Park, but yeah. Have you ever watched the uh the Solar Opposites? Yeah, I watched uh, like a handful, but it just I don't know, didn't click for me. To me, it didn't at first, but I feel like the Solar Opposites is the Futurama of Rick and Morty. Okay, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rick and Morty is just so incredible. I love it. Um, I've watched it so many times. So have I. Yeah, I, I I can't stop watching this. The best. <laughs> all right. What's okay? What's your favorite of all time scary movie? Don't say Twilight. <laughs> uh, scary movie. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Oh, fuck. Dawn of the Dead remake, just because there's a small part of me that wouldn't be that mad if the the world fell under like zombie rule. So. Yeah, and they were pretty much fucked when they got to that lion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, name me a food you can't live without. Pizza. Pizza? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Finally, name me a conspiracy theory you believe. I mean, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um... Well, give me some new shit like cats aren't real or something like that. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is a lizard demon. Um, man, I oh, fuck. It's it's controversial. They're also controversial being a veteran too. It's it's so sometimes it's hard to say. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Our reason for going to, into Iraq was as accurate as as America let us know. But that's you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. <laughs> that's that. So that that secret won't come out till we're all dead. Yeah, like the COVID shit. Yeah, <laughs> like the COVID shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, right? when, when you tell the, the when you tell the populace we're not going to re- uh, release the records till seventy years from now, like motherfucker, I'm going to be dead. I don't want to know that shit. Yeah, and then our our grandkids will. They're not going to remember. So. No. They're just gonna see. They're just gonna see pictures of us all wearing masks at fucking Walmart, laughing at us and shit. <laughs> oh my god, those fucking idiots! Dude, the only place I have to wear a mask now is when I go to the VA hospital for my appointments. Yeah, me too. Same. Yeah, which, by the way, um, for any people listening who are maybe like active or wondering about the VA hospital, all those rumors and stories about it sucking is is true. It sucks. One hundred. <laughs> So for for everyone that's like yeah but it's free i'm like yeah but it fucking sucks like yeah, you, don't, you don't get a doctor first of all you have to talk through a computer 
I'm like, I'm like, I had something wrong with my shoulder, and I'm watching this doctor through Zoom in this in this uh, <laughs> doctor's office room. And she's like, just turn around to your right. Let me look. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I need someone here touching me. Like, yeah. They they asked me when I first signed up if I wanted to do my physical virtually. And I was like, how is he going to touch my balls virtually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got kind of, you know, Nintendo Wii in there where you can like, you know, metaphorically touch my balls. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's free, so it's nice, but it it sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they definitely, yeah, it's free. That's all I'm going to say. It's free. You know, it's free. So I get free healthcare for the rest of my life, no matter if it's a witch doctor or fucking, you know, lawnmower man doing my, you know, my ankle. Yeah. And speaking of which, I, I have my hearing test, which is long overdue in a couple of weeks. And let's just say the second they give me my results, which I know will be bad, I'm contacting those lawyers at 3M who keep calling me and I'm going to be like, where is the money? <laughs> because <laughs> those shitty earplugs where they were like yeah they didn't actually do anything and you were only supposed to use them once because they're not reusable i was using those motherfuckers for like months at like the heavy machine gun ranges just blowing my eardrum out true true i need to find that commercial dude yeah and then uh not to harp on it but like two years into my career like i remember the medics came down from wherever office in the air conditioning they were sitting this whole time and they were like yeah, these loud 600 horsepower diesel engines that you work around all day, you need to be having ear pro. And like, this is damaging the hairs in your ears. I'm like, where have you been for two years, dude? I listen to this thing 10 hours a day. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, good stuff. So uh, before we get out of here, um, let everybody know where they can find you and shit, where they can find the show. Yeah, so we're Wheel of Horror, and our Instagram is wheel underscore of underscore horror we're we're mostly on twitter though at wheel of horror and you can listen to us everywhere our website wheel of horror podcast.com itunes good pods spotify whatever cool man well yeah once again dude i appreciate you doing the show man yeah thanks for having me if you ever want to discuss horror movies whether they're shitty or not feel free to let me know and come oh on. i definitely want to be on a fucking episode Are you kidding me i can you talk you know what? We might I might be able to get them to do uh shit, where's the picture that I saved? Student we might get you on for student bodies if you want. Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so Yeah, let me know. I will definitely. Um yeah, man, go to, uh, go check out Justin's podcast. It's pretty good. Um and look for me one day in the future to be on that bitch. <laughs> so all right, man. Yeah, it was great to meet you, dude. Yeah, dude. You too. Thank you. All right, everybody. Peace. See ya. Veterans with Benefits is 100% organic and cruelty-free. The show is produced by Low Cash Productions, written and directed by Roland Spurbeck. If you or anyone you know is in crisis, please call the Veteran Crisis Line at 855-521-1317.